1: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello and welcome to all Blood Red and Royal Blue listeners for our combined Merseyside derby preview. My name is Paul Wheelock and I've got the latest from both the red and blue camps going into Sunday's match. And what a match it could prove to be. Liverpool are second in the table, unbeaten after 13 games and enjoying their best ever start to a Premier League season. But it is Everton who are in the better recent form, having won five of their last seven league matches. However, history is very much on Liverpool's side. They have not lost to Everton at home since September 1999, and they have not lost the derby in league or cup at either Anfield or Goodison Park since October 2010. That said, Everton have a new manager, new players and a new style that was different to the one deployed by Sam Allardyce last season. So to find out how each side is shaping up for the big match, I spoke to Adam Jones, our Everton FC reporter at the Echo office on Friday and one of our football journalists, Paul Gorse, over the phone earlier today. Thanks for joining me and we'll be back after the match with our post-game podcasts. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, hi, Paul. Thank you very much for joining me uh, to give us the Liverpool perspective going into Sunday's Merseyside derby. Well, obviously, there was, was disappointment in the, in the week, wasn't there, with the defeat of PSG in the Champions League? But you know, on the flip side, you look at the table, Liverpool are second, unbeaten, enjoying the best ever starts for a Premier League season. So, what, so what's the mood like at Anfield at the moment?
2: Enough. Um, anyone can lose to a team of, of Saint-Germain's Quality. There's no no shame in going down two one there to the Park to France. But I think um, when you combine that with how poor they were in Naples and, and uh, particularly at Belgrade, it's about, uh, about grade, it's, uh, it's kind of left them with a bit of a a little bit of a mountain to climb. At that field, they've got to see off Napoli either one nil or by two clear goals. And Napoli, obviously, on the strongest side around in the group stage competition. So. That'd be a tough one for them. But I think I think the little bit have been too bad. I mean he couldn't have done a lot more than he already have done. Um, you know, the the riding on the coattails in Manchester City up up in second, as you say, best ever start defensively, um, best ever starts point wise. And, you know, you, you can't have too many complaints. Incloft obviously took the style a little bit this season and seen a uh, a very very different Liverpool, a more pragmatic one. Uh, a one that's able to defend and see
1: how narrow leads. And it's, uh, it's certainly showing in the different uh, table. Well, I'm delighted now to be joined by Adam Jones, our Everton FC reporter here at The Echo, to get a bit of an inside track on the Blues going into Sunday's Merseyside Derby. You OK, Adam? I'm all right, Paul. Always a pleasure. Good stuff. Good to have you here. Didn't have to go far for my like, expert opposition view this week. Just no, li- the li- office. <laughs> Literally 30-second walk across the office. <laughs> but good to have you on anyway, mate. Uh, how are Everton shaping up going into Sunday's Derby?
0: Uh, much better than usual, I, I would say. Uh, especially last season, going into especially the Anfield Derby, there was just a lot of really bad atmosphere around Everton at the time. You know, Al- Sam Aldice had only just taken over, and Everton. I seem to remember at the time, and you know, there was just no way that Everton were ever going to go to Anfield last season and try and go for the victory. This season, it's all different. Everton have won five of their last seven Premier League games. Uh, the only loss came at at uh, Old Trafford, which you know was no mean feat for for anyone really coming off the back of a really good clean sheet against Chelsea and a a, a less than convincing win over Cardiff, but, you know, sometimes you need those sort of scrappy, scrappy results. So I think Everton are coming into this with a lot of confidence behind them, on the back of a nice run of form, and they'll be coming to
1: win this game, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, it's been 19 years since Everton last did that. Anfield, a goal from Kevin Campbell mm. back in 1999 is there a genuine belief then amongst the, the fan base the players the staff that they could actually end mm. this hoodoo? I'd, li- I'd like to think there's a, well I,
0: th- I think there's definitely going to be a belief amongst the players and the staff because they've they've seen it already this season you know I think probably the best performance of the season was that win over Leicester and it was a really convincing win you know played some really really good football if Everton can refine that sort of attack and play uh, the attack and play that blew away Brighton at Goodison Park just a couple of weeks ago, as well. You know, th- they will cause this Liverpool defence a lot of problems. Who, in midweek, it's shown that, you know, a bit of pace on the counter attack might be enough to hurt them. It's certainly whatever, and have got bags off so far this season, you know, with Walcott, Richarlison, and Bernard uh, all playing up front over the last few weeks. So they will definitely be able to cause Liverpool a lot of problems, and the fan base know that. they, they Obviously, there's still a lot of respect that Liverpool are a very good side, and they are unbeaten so far in the league this season. And you know, they've unbeaten at Anfield in 18 months, is it something like that? Like, that, it's daunting, definitely. But you know, on on Everton's day, if it can all knit together, then uh, there's no reason why they can't beat Liverpool this weekend. Yeah, I think there's, there's almost a bit of an inferiority complex with Everton when they travel to Anfield.
2: And um, if you look at but, uh, maybe a few years back when they were a little bit closer in terms of David Moyes and Rafa seems. teams um, there wasn't that much distance between them but as soon as i haven't crossed that white line in have field it didn't ever work out for them I think no, it did have once in September 1999 which is remarkable when you think about it um, 15 league games I believe it is uh, since the last one at all which was back in um, October 2010 under the, the Roy Hudson Hatch- at short or so certainly is a is a mental block with Everton. Um, I was just looking forward pool to obviously capitalise on that. Personnel are, are completely different from years gone by and um, you know, collects of the Charleston and uh, a few others weren't even born or you know, do only young lads when, uh, when Everton last would it. I don't feel but um, I think you know I think, to be honest is on Everton's place kinda of ignore that, especially the ones who have got nothing to do with it whatsoever, you know, to the place you came it in the summer. Bernard and Andre Gomez the Charleston. I mean, they won't be too worried by by this particular statistic. I think the youngsters on the build to kind of make that run go
1: on and stretch into the second decade. Yeah, so you're expecting a different kind of style, I imagine, from Everton this time around because Allardyce certainly in the two league games last yeah. season, sides, you know, he, he, they had a point, so they tries to keep a point almost he, in both games. Yeah, definitely. I think um, from the
2: Liverpool's perspective, it's criminal. how Everton were able to escape with the points in the December derby last season. Um, they got a penalty through a mistake from Daniel Lovren, a little bit of a contract on Samuel carvel Um And the should have been home and hoes by then. Saturday on morning, a, a great chance and uh, a couple of ball, uh, ball decisions in the final third. But, um, yeah, as, as I say, um, it will be a little bit different. Marco Silva, he's, he's kind of a seen the games um, it's been quite bold and brave, which is good to see. Uh, particularly when you know Everton went to Chelsea and got a nil no draw. They had the title last day, and they were unlucky not to uh, to get something from Manchester United as well. So if, um, if he goes on the front foot of, to at Anfield and
0: you know does get that, that mythical win, he will be as an Everton hero already. It's not something that was just uh, exclusive to games at Anfield. I think over the last over the last few years, Everton have gone through a lot of those you know, let's say the bigger sides in the league, you know, your Chelsea's, your Arsenal's, your United's, it's starting to creep in your Manchester City's as well now. Uh, they've gone into the those sorts of games with the attitude of to try not to lose. I think Sam Allardyce a number of times mentioned last season that his aim was to nullify the opponents rather than to try and impose Everton's attack and threat onto them. Um, that's already been massively changed under Marco Silva this season. We've seen Everton travel to Arsenal, United and Chelsea already this season and alright against Arsenal and Manchester United Everton didn't come out with the result that they would have wanted but there's no doubting that the performances showed that Everton were going all out to try and win those matches especially in the Arsenal game in that first half Everton should have went in at half time 3-0 up you know a bit more clinical than they could have been 3-0 up against Manchester United they were there were chances, you know, you have, you've got Bernard rounding the keeper and putting it wide, you've got Seamus Coleman having quite a good chance late on, you know, if those chances go in, then Everton could be coming out of Old Trafford with all three points, there were chances against Chelsea as well, a uh, couple of couple of nice headers uh, Seems to remember Sigurdsson, long ball up to Walcott, which he just couldn't control uh, Bernard had another li- little half chance as well, you know so, if it just knits together for Everton going forward, then there's no reason to suggest that they can't Go there and beat Liverpool, and I think that's what Marco Silva will definitely be trying to drum into his players. You know, trying to take away as hard as it is with a Merseyside derby, because obviously the pressure is increased with the fan base. You know, this is this is massive for Everton fans and for Liverpool fans. Everyone in the city is will be completely focused on this game at the weekend, and the winners will have the bragging rights for months to come. But that sh- shouldn't be allowed to affect these players in any way, shape or form. And I think that's what Mahu Silva will be treating it as. This is just another game against one of the bigger teams in the league. doesn't mean that we'll be going to defend in any way. Like, we can take three points off them if, like, if if situations fall our way. So there's
1: no reason to suggest that we shouldn't. You've mentioned a couple already, but Everton will have probably a number of new signings who have done very well. Do you think that's a blessing or a curse, you know? The fact that maybe they're, not, they're unburdened by history that a lot of Everton players over the years have had on their shoulders mm. given what's happened at Anfield in particular or do you think well, this is a side derby you won't have experienced anything like this?
0: Um, I think it's a blessing more than anything because as you, as you say these players won't be affected by this sort of history and if it, if it were me I wouldn't be trying to tell them about this sort of history at all, I'd just, I'd just try and tell them look this is a game against your big rivals like, That that's it and you know, whilst they might not have experienced the Merseyside derby before, they'll have experienced massive games of this caliber before. You know, Luca Dean has had a very journeyed career. You know, he's played for Paris Saint Germain, Roma, Barcelona. You know, he'll have he'll have played against the likes of you know Real Madrid. I know it's not a derby for Barcelona, but it's their biggest game of the season. He'll have played in the Rome derby. You know, he'll have played in these big games before. It'll be similar for Yeri Mina from his time in South America. Same with. Bernard, Richarlison, you know they—they'll have all played in these sorts of massive games with a lot of pressure on them, and it's, there's no reason to suggest that the Merseyside derby will be any different. Yeah, it's it, obviously we're in a more physical league, but all of those players have already proven that they can—they can deal with ev- everything that's been put in front of them. The Chelsea game, I thought, was a really physical battle, and I think a lot of Everton's new players stand stood up to it. I mean, literally in the case of Bernard, who floored Antonio Rudiger somehow with, <laughs> with a vicious headbutt that was. Flawed Antonio Rudiger. But yeah, you know, Everton have got... These these new signings have all settled into Everton so, so well. And I think we can we can safely presume that at least four of them are going to start at the weekend. There's maybe question marks over perhaps Keatsuma. Maybe Bernard might be shuffled around a little bit, but... I think four of them will definitely start and I think Marco Silva's got to try and use that to his advantage as much as possible and I think he, that's exactly what he's going to do over the next couple of days.
1: Reading between the lines of Jurgen Klopp's press conference on Friday, it seems that Shaqiri could come back in. We know Alisson Becker will start in goal so they're going to be two Derby debutants. Do you think it's time for Fabinho and Keita or do you think they may play at all? Because I know they weren't involved on, uh, on, from the start anyway on Wednesday night in Paris. Yeah,
2: that's interesting, because the third of them push Around about 90 million, and so far, for whatever reason, that they've, they've struggled to develop kind of steam, uh, Fabinho's looked, looked good in, in past, and looked a little bit sluggish in, in others. Abukaitis kind of struggled to, to gain any real momentum. He he's picked up a couple of injuries, and he now just seems to be coming on as, as a little bit of a, a, a second-half substitute. Um, maybe now is the time for him to step up a gear and, and really show why, you know, there was such a such a hype around him when he, when he signed, uh, signed his pre-contract. In August 2017, and uh, you know, obviously, the fact that Liverpool have paid over 50 million for him as well. So, um, he, he's one of that you
1: too to to kind of step up and, and uh, improve himself. And, um, you know, m- maybe uh, Sunday will be the time for him. Everton fans listening to this podcast, listening to you to get like the inside sack on Liverpool. Who, who's the main man for Liverpool at the moment? Who do you think will be the biggest danger to Everton on Sunday? Yeah, the main man's probably the first one, uh, you, you
2: know. I think he's been well documented how crazy has been at centre-back since he came in. He's completely transformed Lucas 4-2 at the back. But going forward, it will always be on the for me. Um, 44 goals last season, 32 in the Premier League, obviously scored against that in the, in the, in the December derby. Um, he's the one who, who needs to, to be wary of and I think uh Luka Dean is, is going to need uh, some protection on that left side. Um, but Salah's kind of been playing um, a striking in as well in the 4-2, 4-2-3 one so um, I mean whenever he plays he's going to be dangerous
0: he's, he's been uh, back in the goals of late and he's, uh, he's certainly the danger man for me well that's a toss up between two isn't it and I think it's probably the two obvious ones you know Richarlison there were a lot of question marks over his price tag over the summer league like, seems that one pundit who shall remain nameless because <laughs> I've I've slated him in a lot of Royal Blues in the past <laughs> so I'll let him off this time uh, you said Everton ruined the transfer market by signing Richarlison somehow and you know I think he's only added million onto his price tag since he's come to Everton. I think it's not just the way he affects his own game but it's the way he affects everyone else around him as well. He's very much a team player as much as he is an incredible individual. Richarlison, he scored so many important goals already this season. He's big, he's strong, he's physical which you wouldn't really expect from a Brazilian attacker a lot of the time. But if he could just get that cutting edge in front of goal, that little bit more of a clinical finish, I think he would be absolutely very, very dangerous. And, you know, he's only 21 and he's playing as a striker in the Premier League at least for the first real time consistently. So, he's got a lot to learn so it'll be interesting to see how he develops but he will he will definitely be causing problems at the weekend for Liverpool. And uh, The other one's Gilfie Sigurdsson, record signer who was played out of position a lot of the time last season. You know, it was very much it was very similar to his time at at Spurs, you know, he's getting played out wide and, you know, he can do a job there and he's a, a very competent Premier League footballer there but you could tell there was just something missing from his time at Swansea and just moving him central into Marco Silva's system has opened up a whole new world that Everton fans just hadn't been able to see from gilfie Sigurdsson. He's so hard-working, he creates so many chances and he's popping up in the right places to score them as well now and, to be honest, if you give him a chance 30 yards from goal, that's... I'd back him to get, him, get it on target, if not, bury it. And he quite likes a goal against Liverpool, I think, as well. So I think Liverpool fans will probably know quite a lot about him, but whether they'll be able to stop him or not is a entirely different matter, especially with the problems Liverpool have got in midfield coming into this weekend. Very hypothetical question now. If you could have
1: one signing from Liverpool, who would it be?
0: <sighs> I'd be a bit daft if I didn't say Mo Salah, surely, wouldn't I? Because regardless of... Whether people think he's in form or out of form this season, he's been, he's still right in amongst the goals. I think he's still right in amongst the assists as well. Last season proved that he can just be absolutely clinical in this Premier League. Like the way he played last season against some of the teams, some of the top teams in the league, even was just it was absolutely mesmerising to watch. And you know there was a lot of, especially with the way Everton were playing last season, there was a lot of jealousy amongst Everton fans. You know watching, watching Liverpool. Play with such freedom up front, and Salah was at the heart of that. And I think, if if I'm honest, Salah would fit really well into a Marco Silva system. So I reckon, just throw in a 200 mil bid in the summer, and obviously he'll want to come over to the better half of Merseyside.
1: I asked this question, so I will ask you to see you as well, mate. So uh, to to be fair and balanced, there's one player in the Everton side who you think would improve the Liverpool side, or you think Liverpool could do with who? Who would you say it is?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably go at the moment to uh, Gylfi Sigurdsson. Um, th- there's no doubt that Liverpool have missed the creative talent of, of Philippe Coutinho since he left for Barcelona in January. And um, he's somebody who basically fits right into that position in the central attacking the field role. I don't think he, he's got the, the overall quality of Coutinho, but he's certainly someone who's, uh, who's shown himself to be a top player in the Premier League over a number of years now. Uh, he's one of our star men, uh, great deliveries, great passes the ball, uh, incredible technique and score great goals and I think he's probably the one who uh who some of the big fans would have in, in uh, the
1: Liverpool team. Do you think that'll be a big area of the pitch, that midfield battle on, on Sunday? Yeah, it, it always is, isn't it? Um
2: you know, the the, the old attitude and uh letting fight it out and then we throw the ball on off ten minutes. But I think um, I think the bill need to kinda of get a strong hold on that early on, um whether that's through James Milner and Genie Ryan Rollin's energy and drive. And, and then um kinda of leave it up to, to the front player to uh, add that little bit of stardust that we know that they, they can provide because uh, face, Everton didn't face uh, the, uh, the front 3 1 last season. No, no.
1: no. So um, that'll be a different prospect for them because I imagine all three of them are going to start on Sunday. But uh, yeah, certainly the midfield battle is going to be uh, key. Just the final one, 10 at time. What's your predictions? How do you reckon it'll go? Um, I think it'll certainly be a lot closer uh,
2: possession wise.
1: Verdict. Predictions for Sunday. How do you see the game going? <laughs> do you know what?
0: Part of me thinks it, it could be a really high scoring game because I think both teams have a lot of a lot of attack and threat going forwards, but I think both teams even though Everton have kept two clean sheets in a row, I think they still there's a few chances, which I don't think Liverpool would let them get away with. So there's still gaps in both defences. But with it being a derby, I think that might mean it'll be just a little bit tighter. I'm going to go just just on the basis that Everton will have a, the stronger midfield going into this, and I think that could be key. I'm going to go for a 2 1 Everton win. The hoodoo it will be broken. You've been listening to the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo.